0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. One for all and all for one. That is the famous motto from Alexander Dumas, Three Musketeers, in which they show their close camaraderie and willing to do whatever is best for the group, if it means all giving up for one or one giving up for all. In many ways, this democratic and noble desire is at the heart of many things that we aspire to, many things that we ourselves try to live, and it gets to the heart of what our worship service is all about. We've heard how God wants the kind of church, a church that is for all people, because His promises and His blessings are for all people to know, to believe, and to receive through faith. And as we look at our verses this morning from Ephesians chapter 2, we see in greater detail what one small aspect of all those promises and blessings are for all people. That it is a church for all people so they may find peace himself in Jesus himself because Jesus is our peace. And then having found that peace, then be joined together with one another as a building is with a joint foundation, building blocks, and purpose. Ever since Moses came down from Mount Sinai, there had been separation between the Jewish believers and the Gentile crowds of everybody else. A difference that was there because of largely the Old Testament law of commandments and regulations that Moses came down that mountain with. In many ways, those laws and those uh, regulations, they they govern every aspect of, of Jewish daily life. Whether it was what to wear, what to eat, where and how to worship, and so many other things. The Lord intended this set of laws and commands to be for a good purpose. To guide his children so they may show their thanks to him. And also to protect them from the idolatrous influence in the sinful world around them. But that's not how those laws were often used by the people who received them. Rather, it often resulted in us-them mindset with Jews and Gentiles looking down on each other because of how the other person lived. And that separation was more than just one of being a cold shoulder. You do your thing, I'll do my thing, we'll be at peace. No, there was some hostility between the two groups that kept with every generation how it showed itself. But more than that, This us-them mindset ended up having some people without the peace that is Jesus himself. You see, it's in Jesus that we find our peace. Peace with God through the forgiveness of sins that Jesus gives to us. Peace with our neighbor as we love one another with with the love that Christ himself showed to us. And then peace within ourselves the promises we hear from our Savior, promises that are very good to have when life throws us that curveball and we have no idea what's coming next. But here's the thing. Where do we find Jesus and the peace that he is? It's in the Word, the Word of God. And historically, that Word had been found in Jewish circles and when you shut out others from being with you because they don't live like you, what's the result? The Gentiles were left high and dry, largely left without access to the word and the peace that Jesus himself is. Now, things have changed since then. God's word is no longer found in Jewish circles. It's found in Christian circles, in the book that we call the Bible nowadays. But some things have not changed, like how God gives his peace to those who have faith in Jesus. Jesus. Well, there's also the mindset that God's children can also have today. A mindset that goes us versus them. Now, God's children today, we may not use that Old Testament list of commands and regulations to determine who is for us and who is against us, but we all have our own criteria of who is like us. Maybe we define it by a person's place in the income spectrum. Blaming their work ethic or their suspect motive for where they are, and we do not want to associate with people like that. Maybe somebody's party affiliations with a certain political side of things. And we are convinced that the other side, well, they're bringing the whole country down, and that person, well, if they're with them, well, they are part of the problem. Maybe it's our silent thoughts on how a person chooses to dress and to show themselves to the world. Being too casual, being too formal, being too risque. Or or maybe it's our own grudges that we have against those who have hurt us in the past. Who've bullied us, who've abused us, who've even discriminated against us. When we have, when we adopt this us-them mindset, in many ways we're no different than the Jews of old who excluded the Gentiles from hearing the word of God because they're left without access to the word. And when we give that message, even if it's on accident, you know what we're saying? That what I have, the peace that is Jesus, is only for people like me, and his church that should be for all people. Well, guess what? It's actually for people like me. Not for people like you. Let's review. Why do we want a church that is for all people in the first place? It's not just because God has told us so, although that should be enough of a reason for us Christians to do so, of course. But rather, we remember that the promises and blessings that come from God are meant for all people to know and to believe and to receive through faith. Promises and blessings that are made ours because of the blood that Jesus shed on that cross. It's because of that cross and the one who died there that we know there indeed is forgiveness, that there is peace to be had in the first place. Because when Jesus died on that cross, he included every sinner in his self-sacrifice, not just certain kinds or those who check some box of this way or that way. And the blood that he shed on that cross was no mere human blood. No, this was the very blood of God himself. To pay the price for each and everybody's sin, no matter how serious or how frequent or how many they may be, they're paid for. Nothing left to be done, just blessings for us to receive. It is through the blood he shed on the cross that our Savior has brought near both sinners who are far away and those who are near, those who have the word of God and those who have nothing next to it, so they may come near to God and have the peace that we now have. Peace with the Lord himself because we have been reconciled to God. Before we were at odds with him, born in sin and then committed in our lives on a daily basis, and there was nothing we could do to fix it. But with that death on the cross, with that sacrifice given for us, we're right with the Lord. Things are good to go now. We are one with him. That's wonderful. And with that same blood of Jesus, we now have the, blood, we have the peace with our neighbor. Because we see that when it looks to all the different ways that we categorize how somebody may be like us or not like us, essentially we're all the same. Sinners who need a Savior. Sinners who need Jesus. And when we realize what we have because of our Lord and how we all need the same and everyone needs the same message that we ourselves know, that us, them mindset that separated the two groups, well, that starts to fade in the background. It's no longer us versus them. It's now we who are one. The one body of Christ. The holy Christian church. Heirs of heaven. And filled with the peace that is Jesus Himself. Because so He did for us on that cross. And today we're blessed to include in that wonderful body of believers our own walker. Just minutes ago, in fact. How many more that that body of believers grows more and more because of the blessings that Jesus has given to us through His word and through His sacraments? As Christians who are at peace with our Jesus, whether we are minutes saved or decades saved, we're now joined together as one as a single building. That has a joint foundation, has a joint building blocks and a purpose as well. We hear how our verses describe what this is with our foundation being being the word of God that God has given to us through his prophets and apostles. And the cornerstone of that foundation is none other than Jesus Christ who both orients and stabilizes everything we stand for and believe in. The building blocks of this building are Christians like you and me. Those who have faith in Jesus and are blessed to be counted among His children, to be counted among among His children. And the purpose that we have is that we may be God's dwelling place, as He comes amongst us and He lives amongst us. As we gather around His Word and we live for Him in our daily lives, we go with the Lord's presence with us everywhere we go. That idea of how the building was to be set up. That's how it was when these verses were first written in Ephesians 2. But there was still work to be done on this building. That early Christian church, they had great struggles in integrating the Gentiles into what was previously a monoculture of Jewish culture. To bring those together in a way that is aligned with God's word, that was a big challenge for them. In many ways, this building that is the holy Christian church is still a work in progress today. It's because of our own sinful natures. Because sometimes that foundation, those building blocks, that purpose is not what it should be as one. Where is the foundation for your faith? Where do you look for the assurance and the confidence that what you believe in is actual truth? Is it to God and his word and the cornerstone of Jesus? Or is it perhaps something else? Like the sayings of wise people who've gone before us. Or the conclusions of empirical science. Or the I-just-can't-quite-explain-it feelings in our heart. Or maybe even safety with the masses. How can so many people be wrong if I'm with them, right? Or maybe as we look at the walls of this building, we see the cracks and the gaps that should not be there as we have pushed away or mistreated or slandered our own brother and sister in Christ because we have not shown the love that Christ himself showed to us and what about our purpose is our time in God's word is our growth as a children of God is it we so we can be God's dwelling place or is it just a box to check off once a week or hopefully once a week if we're lucky You see, in order for a building to be joined together, to have its foundation, its building blocks and purpose all one, it needs to be held together in a special way. And for us Christians who are in the church, for we who are this building, that binding agent is none other than Jesus himself, the one who keeps us one even when our sinful nature threatened to deface and to tear down this building that we are now joined together in. We look to the foundation that is Jesus and the Word of God in which we find Him, and we see here the forgiveness that He has given to us. There is nothing else more solid, more reliable, more strong than we can have in God's Word, but more than that are the blessings that we get from God's Word. The peace that we talked about earlier in so many ways given to you on a daily, regular basis whenever you come to God in his word. As Jesus says, he applies this forgiveness to us. We then see how those gaps and those cracks in the walls around us start to become patched up. Because as Christ loved us, so we love our neighbor. And as Christ loved us, so we repair those relationships with those that we get to worship with and to call brothers and sisters in Christ. Out of thanks for what our Savior has done for us on the cross, we then see our purpose is not to see what can I get for myself or what can the church do for me, but rather how I can simply be where God dwells, gathering his name with others, living for him my own daily life, thinking of him more often than just Sunday morning so I can be with my Lord and recognize how he is with me at all times with his great and wonderful promises. Because you see, this is what our Lord wants for every person. For church is for all people. His promises and blessings are not just for some, they are indeed for everybody else. And as we've seen in these verses from Ephesians chapter 2, that includes the peace that is Jesus himself. It's in Jesus we find that true lasting peace. The peace with God, the peace with our neighbor, the peace within ourselves is found in the word of God. And yet sometimes we can have that that us-them mindset that uh, accidentally or even perhaps purposely that shoves people out away from the word and so deprives them of Jesus, which is our peace. Yet we know what our Savior says. He's for all because all people need his peace, his forgiveness. Having been brought into the faith, we are then joined together as one united building with a foundation that is the Word of God, with building blocks that are one another and a purpose that is to be God's dwelling place all the more. Yes, we may threaten to deface and to tear down this building with our sinful natures, but that doesn't undo the one who binds us together. Jesus still remains there. And the more we go to him, the more we are with him, the more solid that building is as we do with one another here. And you know what? You know a place where you can help a church be the kind of church that God wants. How you can help here, Grace in Tucson, be a church that is for all people. To help it be a church where all people may find their peace, don't forget that you yourself find your peace in Jesus as well. You can only give what you yourself have, right? And what better than the peace that we have in Jesus and to come upon it with the multiple ways that we have here at Grace and our other sites across southern Tucson, or southern, southern Arizona. As you are worshiping with others, also welcome, and make those who are sitting next to you feel welcome here. We want people to come to this place so they may be here for why we are here. To hear about our Savior and what He has done for us. Not to be held up by this or that or distracted by something else so they feel welcome and invited no matter how much like us they may be or may not be. And chances are you probably know somebody who does not already have Jesus' peace in your friends and family. Might you consider inviting them to learn about this peace so that they can have it just as you do as they come with you one time? As we consider how we Christians are joined together by Christ to be one building, also do a status check on your own place in this building. Where is your foundation? Let it be God's Word. Study up on it, whether it's your own personal time or what we have here in church or in, 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 in a small group with your family. Because that is the foundation that shows that what we believe is the truth for sure. Look at the building blocks around us here. We're going to spend eternity together brothers and sisters in Christ. Why not enjoy each other's presence or company on this side of heaven as well, right? And the purpose we have to be God's dwelling place, how can we not want the Lord to be with us as much as possible? And how can we not want that? Along with, alongside other brothers and sisters in Christ, too. Because, you see, the kind of church that God wants is one that is for all people. Because promises and blessings are for all people. And may we take that to heart ourselves, to both benefit from it and to also share it with others, so all people may find their peace in Jesus himself and be likewise joined with us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.